0: Labelling the good things around Australia. Our experts analyse the
1: weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. Peter Ellis is going to join us shortly just with David Gately on a bit of a break. Michael Maxwell, is actually going to join us first up and then we'll hear from Ray Thomas and also um, Ben Scadden and Colin McNiff as well. Yeah, I just uh, Googled that myself, that, that famous hangover cure from that episode of the Paul Hogan show. So it was... Foster's, lukewarm, salt, pepper, Vegemite and raw eggs. And then he shook it up and there's a few other things in there as well and then Hoag's had to drink it in that famous Hangover Cure uh, episode. Michael Maxworthy, I think he's keen on um, a horse trained by Steve O'Day and uh, Matt Hoisted, if memory serves me correctly. No, in fact, it's Stuart Kendrick that I, I saw a bit of last night uh, on the Playbook on the Sky Thoroughbred Network. Stuart's got some strong representation at this particular program. A youngster that creates a bit of interest uh, in the race against the the shorty, trained by Lloyd Kennewell. Now, race two, the two year old race. Horse that trialed well, first trial, second trial was solid. Defiant uh, Boom is the horse in question. Golden or the Archer Park Syndicate. Mike Maxworthy, how are you, Mike?
0: Good, thank you, Steve. Um, Just not sure about what the weather's going to do tomorrow. Uh, I really don't know how to approach Um, doing the fall.
1: More storms predicted, are they?
0: Yeah, I'm just going to see if I can get the weather forecast up as we speak. Um, I think it could be nasty tomorrow. I'll have Um, a look at the radar as well for you. Yeah, well, today, beautiful, sunny, hot like it has been. But tomorrow, they're saying 24 through to 32 showers, possible storm. Cloudy, very high chance of showers, most likely from the late morning, the chance of a thunderstorm, possibly severe, light winds becoming north to northeasterly. But they're saying any chance of rain, 95%, somewhere between
1: 4 to 35 mm's. Well, there's nothing on the radar at the moment, but as you know, these storms can build up from nowhere. A lot of them come from the west, don't they?
0: Yeah, so I'm really not sure what to do. My original set of selections were for a a good four, soft five. Uh, They could change dramatically. Um, But it's an excellent card of racing, Steve. Um, A lot of these horses having their last hit out because we're only, uh, what, two weeks away tomorrow from Magic Millions Day. So the picture will be a little bit clearer. Um, I see in the the actual Magic Millions two-year-old race itself Stormboy, the winner of the BJ McLaughlin, has been clearly best backed um, 3 dollars into $3 a couple of days ago. So, kind of seemingly rallying behind him a couple of weeks out.
1: Your brother was texting me, as he often does on a Saturday afternoon after he gets uh, a few into him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying that he backed your three on this segment last week and he got a nice little price with the all up. So, well done on that. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, $19, he said. You yeah, that was okay because they all
0: looked good things. I think most of them had those three horses on top, so that was good shopping. <laughs> I had uh, a, a little bet on them, Steve, on the in-venue mode. Um, you have a look at those in-venue mode bets on a Saturday morning when they go up after scratching. Some of them are quite attractive, and I think that was about $4.60 top two, each of those three, and they, they were, you know, they look standouts to me. Was four dollars, uh, four dollars sixty, something like that, um, to run in the top two. So, but I'm not as confident tomorrow, um, given that we could get those storms throughout the day. But nevertheless, uh, really looking forward to the meeting at Durban.
1: Yeah, I think it was Zarastro, wasn't it? Acquitted, and also um, uh, the other one there was up
0: Yeah, um, and Basik. Yeah, Basik.
1: Yeah. Where do we start? Well. With
0: trepidation in race five, I've, I've been waiting and waiting for this horse to step up to 1,350 or 1,400. He finally does tomorrow. His name's Pacific Atlantic. Goes Stained good, by Adam. It? Yeah, Adam Campton and Blake Shin takes the mount. He's drawn beautifully, but I just don't know if we do get a wet track. Um, he's been on a soft and a heavy. Um, he has one on a soft, but uh, that, was, that was quite some time ago. Look, his last couple of runs have been good. He ran eleventh at Eagle Farm behind Save Secret, beaten three point six, but clearly eye-catching. And then he backed up pretty quickly seven days later and ran fourth behind Smart Image. That was the day Smart Image just cruised along in the lead, was left alone, so it was impossible for horses to gain ground. And he was the only horse, Pacific Atlantic, to actually make progress. And when you consider Smart Image slipped home in thirty-three seven seven, doing it easily from the front. Um, this guy was probably the run of the race Pacific Atlantic but a dry tracker. I really like him. So race 5, number 10.
1: He carries the colours are similar to the I Am Invincible colours, Ray Gaul's colours, very similar when you're watching okay. it. Race right. 5, 10, Pacific Atlantic.
0: Yeah, we're then going to the Vaux Rogue and again I'm not sure how Show Me Mercy is going to react if we do get those storms but, um, you know, on a uh, a good four soft five, I just think he wins. he I love the little um freshen up that he had, and still was great. He was close to the run of the race I felt there in the um the gold edition won by abounding. She was the deserving winner of it, and he had his chance. He was just written beautifully there from the good draw by michael rob, but it was it was his closing last two hundred metres where well, I think that's got most of us in that like him tomorrow. And Again, he's drawn a beautiful barrier. He goes 12 to 13.50. I just think um, it's spot on. And punters were all over him. When tab went up on Wednesday, I think around about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, they snapped up the good price. He might have been $3 straight down to $2.50, I think pretty much within the hour. So um, all being equal, I, I think he wins the Bo Rogue and he's going to be a real challenger uh, for the, uh, the Magic Millions Guineas.
1: All right, so that's the second one there. I'm just looking at those sectional Pacific Atlantic last start. Yeah, it was the quickest six hundred four hundred two. So thirty three five two, Mike twenty two three six, and the quickest home there eleven fifty seven in the race won by Smart Image. It was twelve seconds twelve oh three home. It was eleven fifty seven Pacific Atlantic. So
0: where, might... where do you get those splits from? Are they the the ones released by the Brisbane Club? The yeah,
1: Army? they're available yeah. on the Racing Queensland website. They're very yeah. easy to access for anyone that. Uh, yeah. Let's have a look at them. They're fantastic. Yeah. Mm.
0: All right. And then I originally, on the playbook, um, was really keen on Comrade Rosa, um, but with the prospects of rain, I'm not too sure. I must say, she's had... Look, um, she's had three goes on a heavy. I'm not saying it's going to get to that, but she um, was unplaced in. But they were decent races a few years ago when she was trained in Sydney. Clearly, she's a different horse now. Um, I think... um, a main danger. parasol has got some decent rain-affected form, but I still think, if the track's not too bad, Comrade Rosa is the way to go, but I've just sort of put her on hold a little bit in terms of better bet categories, and I did miss the full interview that you had this morning with Rob Beacote, but I came in halfway through when he was talking about Hatchet, and he gave him the pretty good leg up in that last race tomorrow first up
1: thinks it's his best chance you would have watched his trial mike it was terrific he loves the track he's drawn well he's got michael rodden yeah he ran over zarastro a few starts ago he just needs
0: to be um he just needs to be fit enough i suppose because as you say everything else is spot on and that was a good trial he ran down a renty who was you know pushed given a real um, a real serious hit out and Comrade Rosa was third, she was just behind this fellow hatchet she was going easily but um, I liked the way he was stoked up a little bit tapped down the shoulder and he picked up nicely so he's had a good blow out and rain effect was not a problem at all if we happen to get a, an afternoon storm tomorrow so we're just going to slot him in as the other better bet on the card at Dooban, race 10, number six, Hatchet.
1: So we're looking at Pacific Atlantic, uh, race five, yep. number 10, Show Me Mercy, seven, three. And in the last, uh, the one there, trained by Rob Heathcote. Ten six six, Hatchet. 10, six, Hatchet. Thanks, Michael. Talk, oh, you'll, we'll hear from you in the morning. You'll be with David, of course.
0: Yep. Okay, look forward to that. Uh, have a good weekend.
1: Michael Maxworthy, 5, 10, Pacific Atlantic at $6.00. Just check the price of Show Me Mercy, 7 3 it's two forty. And Hatchet in the last, race 10, number six, is
2: $3.10.
1: Peter Ellis is joining us on Get Set. How are you, Peter? I'm well,
3: thanks. Steve. And yourself? Good,
1: thank you. How's your forecast looking as we lead into Benny Valley?
3: Yeah, it should be pretty right. Um, we kept the rail on the true tomorrow, same as last week, and you could run on, as you saw, Glentani, and a few of those got out the back and wide. So I'm expecting something similar, because, uh, as we know, the previous three meetings of the Valley were sort of... Uh, favouring horses on the fence. So I'm hopeful that they can run on and that's I've sort of factored my uh, assessments that, that way. How's that up there? It's a really good meeting in Brisbane, of course.
1: Look, it's very warm and it's very muggy. we are beginning these storms regularly, Peter, over the past week, and Michael was just talking about it as well, and they're very hard to predict because often they can just come out of nowhere.
3: Yeah, so it could be a five or it could be an eight. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic meeting heading forward to the Gold Coast uh, Carnival, that's for sure. So.
1: Where do we start?
3: Mooney Valley I think Ken will win the last uh, you know she's a quality mayor she just needed to run the and that was over the carnival just looked a bit on the soft side and got a fair way back and worked home strongly when uh, when fifth and went to court for your last start and again got a mile back and that was where you didn't want to be the inside three was where where the winners were for the day and she flew home and uh, and run second there's good speed in the race so she was my best for the day race 10 number six two dollars60. Yeah, she'll probably get a bit better. There's uh, there's quite a few in the race with forms. So these earlier prices, uh, nine times out of ten, uh, you're better off waiting. So I'm I'm happy to back her, but I think I'll get a bit better than that, yeah.
1: OK, let's work backwards. Where do we go next?
3: Yeah, I thought a little deep. Well, it, it's got short, but it, I think it'll get out a bit too. Um, it's in race uh, two. It's one, two of four. Very impressive winning first up at uh, Maui. It was only Maui, but just the way she did it, you know, wobble round the turn and just dash right away to win, and the winter to Ballarat off a break on that heavy track, and certainly didn't suit it. But um, but she battled on well. So a stable mate will probably press the speed, Cassini, which will suit, and she'll box suit. So she was my best, second best, I should say. I raised turner, number two a little deep.
1: Okay, so two two, that's Mar Eustace. But as we know, David's heading off to Hong Kong, Peter, in the new season. Yeah,
3: that's uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, he, he should do pretty well there. Although it's a it's a pretty tough place to break into. So. Uh, my third best, Steve, was uh, Flying Man. Any of the two runs uh, was wide at the belly on debut and hit the line strongly when placed. And then last day at Caulfield, it was that midweek uh, twilight meeting there. Just got caught in traffic and run second to Unconquerable. Probably should have won that. So it's an even race, but I thought it was my uh, third best. And my value for the day uh, was Van Roy, um, which is in race four, number eight. Uh, sent the three runs back. Just needed the run of morning, got tired the last bit. Went to Tatura, should have got the money there, just got held up. And then last out of Corfield in the Cassini race was three wide and working throughout, and line really strong, only beaten a length and a half. So that was the, the value. So my best were race ten number six Kin, race two number two a little deep, race nine number two Flying Mean, and uh, the value race four number eight Van Roy.
1: I'll repeat all that, thanks, Peter, and the prices with Tab. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. I'm hear from you in the morning with your quadrilla thoughts there, Peter Ellis. So let's go through them. Race two is number two, a little deep. In race four, this is his value selection, which is Van Roy. So race four, number eight. And the current price, in fact, is nothing because it's scratched. Peter, if you're listening, it's just been scratched. So there's no Van Roy. Because um, I was looking for it. I'm thinking, Peter must have the wrong race. But no, it's been taken out there. Uh, Van Roy is not running. So just put a line through it. Um, go to race nine, number two. Flying Mean is one of them, 9-2. And the price there is $7, 9-2. And the one in race 10 that he started with is Kin. Uh, race 10-6 at $2.60. <laughs> Ray Hickson from Racing New South Wales, and they posted a tweet not that long ago with Heiner sweating a barrier trial. Ray Hickson, good morning.
4: Good morning, Steve. You look pretty good, as you would expect from a horse that uh, has had a run under his belt.
1: Just on that Wyong race, if Spywire sort of the situation with the jockey, would you have got much closer, or what what are your thoughts on that?
4: It's hard to tell, really. I mean, it looked like Spywire... was going to win comfortably at about the 200 metres and he did pull up lame and he did do a bit of work and Highness had the soft run and finished over the top. So, wow, look, I I, I think Highness probably wins the race regardless. It just looked like the other horse was probably stopping. Um, Yeah, look, uh, I think, yeah, I, I have to say I think Highness probably wins the race regardless.
1: Spywire still on target for the Midians. Tumbling, on the other hand, that was heading towards the three-year-old Guineas has had a temperature and they've aborted any Magic Midians plans with tumbling. So where do we start with your Sydney specials?
4: We might start in the Midway, Steve. We'll go race three, number 12, run with the Tide. Uh, he's down there on 53 and a half, barrier one for Zach Lloyd. He's back into Midway company after a couple of runs in what you'd describe as slightly harder company. He ran fourth behind with your blessing and plundering in a 78 at Kembla. And then dropped to a 72 and was run down by Fairway Star and Step Aside uh, in, a, in a tight finish there um, about three weeks ago. So that was obviously an open 72. So Bjorn Baker trains Fairway Star, Step Aside is, by, is trained by Chris Wallow. So he drops into a midway where those trainers aren't uh, able to have runners. So it's effectively a class drop. He'll sit himself up on the speed. He'll either lead or... Be right behind them, and look, a lot of his dangers are, are, are back markers. I think that's an advantage run with the tide, and he gets his chance to uh, to break through.
1: Race three, number 12, $3.20 at Randwick. The next one?
4: Race five, number two, Naval College. I think a lot of people have found this one. He's been scratched from Doomben uh, to stay here in Sydney. Um, his run first up behind Grabini, I thought, was quite good in that open handicap uh, two weeks ago. I think that's a fairly strong race. He did have 52 and was entitled to hit the line, but he did that, and he started solid enough in the market there first up at the mile. He goes to 2,000 metres. Uh, he's got 56 after the claim for Jet Stanley, who's got a great record on the horse. He did win second up last preparation, and he's got that tactical ability in a race where there doesn't look to be a whole lot of speed to be just right behind the pace. So I think this is a prime opportunity for Naval College uh, to win another race, race five, and number two. $3.10. and We'll move down with a little bit more value, I think, in race nine, Steve. Number nine, Testator Silings on the backup from running last week um, in that last race won by Robusto. He didn't have the best of luck in that race. I thought he was just sort of all, all dressed up with nowhere to go behind the lead uh, at about the 200 metres. A gap didn't really open up on the inside until probably about the 100, and he, he sprinted home to just miss third and was really strong through the line. On the backup, I think, is significant. I like him drawn a little bit off the fence. He's a horse that is at his best when he can flow into a race, and I think he'll get that opportunity. This is certainly no harder than what he met last week, and the Joe Pride stable's is just flying at the moment. I think backing him up is a, a sign that the horse is, is just about ready. So I think a little bit better price, race nine, number nine, Testator Silence.
1: So nine, nine, Testator Silence is at $5. I'll repeat your three specials, and we'll chat to you in the morning get your quadrilla thoughts.
4: Will do. Race 3, number 12. Race 5, number 2. Race 9, number 9. Testator silence, Steve, uh, just for your information, means silent witness.
1: Which is a very good program. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it's terrific.
4: Yeah, well, that's what it was named after, not the, uh, not the uh, famous Hong Kong racehorse. There you go.
1: Learn something on anyway. this program every week, Ray. Thank you. We do. See you mate. <laughs> Ray Hickson joining us there. So his three for the Sydney program. Race 312, Run With The Tide, 320. Race 5 to Naval College is at 310 with TAB. And race 9, number 9, Test State Asylums, you can get $5 the win and $2 a place. <laughs> One of the races of the day here at Morphville is the third. Nicole touched on it already. Wacken J just 2.80. pressed down 3.10 and $5 jacks on ice. And, of course, Cullen Murray, as we said, he's going really well and he's got a good book of rides and he's been in a heap of winners in recent weeks. He's been here a couple of seasons, but he's really got his eye on at the moment with better opportunities as well. Uh, ben Scadden, how are you, Ben?
5: day, Steve. Yeah, you're right. Cullen is really... Um Getting the job done recently, and he's he's getting some opportunity with some other stables as well. Now he's some work with Richard and Chantel Jolly, and um, you know, they've given him some chances, and he's been he's ridden winners for them. So yeah, it's I think he's finally really established himself as uh, as one of our better senior riders. Track's good at the moment. Do you think it'll stay in that range? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, no forecast of any rain or anything like that. It's actually reasonably warm today. I think it's um, you know, high twenties, which is warm warm enough, and yeah no no rain at all so it will certainly um you know be a good track tomorrow won't, won't be rain affected at all
1: what do you like ben
5: uh kicking off in in that third race um i think the the profile of this race suggests that whack and jJ will be very hard to beat i know she's not a she's not a fancy prize but looks small field um just the seven runners at this stage um she's she's raced really well this preparation for phillip stakes. Um, she's had to run space. She's been about a month apart most of the time. Last time we saw her was on the, in the Christmas handicap. It was a heavy track that day, and I don't think that necessarily suited her. She's a long way back um, here. Good track, small field. Um, she's got that real push-button push, push button acceleration as well, so I think she can, you know, even if she happens to settle closer to the back than the front, um, she doesn't have too many to go past, and she has got such that real real turn of foot that I think she can... Um, Carla Crowther can have her ready to pounce and when she pushes the button I think she can she can burst past and whack and jaja. so even though she's not a fancy price I think she's a she's a you know a pretty smart start to the
1: day. $2.80 race three five Stokes and Crowther whack and JJ.
5: Yep then we move down to race six uh, It's a horse for Richard Cully and Richard um we remember him from his days of of being a jumps jockey here in South Australia we saw him at Oak quite a lot over the years and um, he's done a nice job with his horse acceleration. He's a he's a seven-year-old and he's pretty lightly raised, Only had the 16 starts, but he's got a great record four, four wins, seven placings from those 16. So you know he's really out of the money. Um, this preparation he's been solid. I think both runs we saw him first up at Flemington over the 1600, and thought he was good enough that day. He was um, beaten just over over three lengths behind What a Deal, and he's What a Deal is a nice horse as we know and. Then he went to Ballarat on a soft track over the 2,000. He was good enough that day as well. I thought he was back and solid enough to the line. I think, to me, this represents a, a drop in class. Um, they have taking the blinkers um, blinkers off as well. So I think Jacob Ockman on board claims the 1.5 kilos. He gets in at 59. Drawn nicely, barrier five. Um, I think that the trip looks about right for him as well. He's um, uh, I think he's um, that's the 2,500 metres, I think, is certainly a, a plus for him. He's a stayer, um, yeah. I think he'll be super competitive in this race tomorrow.
1: All right, that is acceleration by acceleration, ex- um, race six, three,
5: 270. Yep, and we're 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 all in on the uh, Phillips Stokes stable because in, in race seven, I really like this mare number eight Zabella. Um, she, she's she's shown plenty of ability. She's a grey, so she's easy to spot. Um, she raced in the. Uh, She raced in the Redelva at the end of our autumn carnival, Um, and she she raced, yeah, she's kind of below her best that day, I think, but we saw her first up, narrowly beaten by Roxy Blue, I thought she was really good that day on the heavy track, Um, she thinks she's a little bit better on the good surfaces, and it'll be good tomorrow, she's got a really good record, seven starts for two wins, three placings, Um, drawn nicely, barrier five, Carla Crowther on board, so... P. Stokes K. Crowther is a combination I'm relying on heavily tomorrow. She was beaten as a dollar ninety-five chance last time, but she was far from disgraced, and I think this race suits her better. She'll she'll be improved by that run, I think. She's a she's a winner second up as well, and uh, yeah, I think she'll be um, she'll be very hard to beat tomorrow, Isabella.
1: Race seven, number eight. It rolled in too, Ben, um, from three dollars something uh, to two eighty now with tabs seven eight no, Isabella just in the last minute, so you We're might a be on late. the money there.
5: <laughs> Maybe we're all right or we're all wrong. We'll You've got the somehow. power.
1: <laughs> Let's hope so. Thanks, Ben. Good on you, Steve. Ben Scadden there. That's more for and JJ three five. He talked about acceleration, race six number three, and also race seven number eight Zabala Stokes Crowther. As we said, two dollars and eighty cents. Yesterday on the program, we profiled a bit about Craig Rail's career. Of course, cut his teeth here at this radio station. Then he went off to to Victoria. Uh, he was employed by Harness Racing Victoria. He's actually still doing some work for them now. And he called us Sokiola, winning its third uh, Mildura Cup. He called about 15 Mildura Cups. But w- the point I'm getting at is he loved going to the races and calling good horses. Uh, and I'm sure this is the situation with Colin McNiff as well, with the inevitable running this afternoon, albeit a short price favourite. But um, we'll look for him to be charging home. Uh, Colin McNiff is joining us now. Good morning, Colin. Yeah, morning,
2: Steve. Yeah, absolutely looking forward to seeing the, the little champion action this afternoon. Uh, conditions didn't suit in Launceston when he was beaten, but smallish field. Uh, Hobart, he's got a great record at the track. Uh, I think it's six starts for four wins there. and he, He'll just be winning. Uh, I can't see him being beaten in any, any way, shape or form today.
1: And what you're making reference to, the rain arrived, didn't it, um, yeah. before that race last time?
2: Yeah, oh, 15 minutes before the race, we had that Queensland-type rain that, uh, that you boys get up there. Uh, we don't normally get that sort of heavy downpour like that, but it just absolutely saturated the track uh, leading up to that. And then they, it was so heavy that they, they called the, the last race off.
1: He's a $1.28, race seven, number one, the inevitable. Of course, the horse that beat him in the race the other night was uh, the indispensable who's here again at $5. Mm. Where do we start with your best, Colin Hobart, today?
2: Yeah, race four number ten Kings on Queens has had three runs in from a spell first two runs in Hobart were very good. It got back and uh, ran seventh in Launset, and a that was really leader dominated so just forgive that run, but back to Hobart today, Singy car on top, barrier number three, I think it gets a nicer run it settles a bit closer It uh, look the smarty's got uh, thirty four dollars uh, early days early yours yesterday, but it 's into about nine dollars fifty now so Still a nice bet at those uh, odds on the each way basis, race four, number ten, Kings on Queen.
1: Man, two dollars ninety the place. Race four, number
2: ten. And race five, number fifteen, Louis Anna wasn't an emergency, but gets a start here. It's had the two runs, finished fourth on both occasions. His first up run was a cracker, and again, second up run found the line really nicely. Maiden class one, 1,600 meters should suit race five, number fifteen, Louis Anna.
1: Three dollars and eighty cents, five fifteen.
2: And the last race, no, uh, race 10 here this afternoon, uh, going with number one, Thelma, just kept coming back, That she's by far and away the best horse in this race. So got a bit of weight, but of LeBlanc claims. Uh, I just think she wins again, Thelma. Very classy mare, so race 10, number one, to round
1: out the day. 10-1, Thelma, $5.50. Uh, good luck today, Colin, at the Hobart program, but we'll all be tuned in to see the inevitable bounce back into the winner's circle. Yeah, let's hope so. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Colin. Colin McNiff joining us here, the inevitable... Of course, different colours. We're used to seeing Scott's colours, uh, the green with the white cap, Scott Brunton, or well, the Brunton stable colours. But, of course, John Keyes has had the horse for a while now, Tegan's uh, dad. Of course, Tegan's a partner of Scott. So uh, given the situation with Scott, uh, John Keyes has been looking after the horse. And as we've said, some of his runs, even though his form looks you know, not great, his runs were outstanding, uh, particularly in that big mile race in Sydney a couple of starts ago uh, behind Rediner. Uh, excellent, but he certainly was a disgrace. His subsequent two runs, so, and of course, then his last run in Tasmania. And Colin mentioned the weather, so he's a dollar twenty-eight. But Colin's specials there at Hobart: a race four, number ten, nine dollars fifty; race five, number fifteen, Louisiana, three eighty; and in the last race, a five fifty chance, race ten, number one, which is Thelma